You ready? I'm gonna get all my gross noises out now. Okay, do it. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Molly, oh, into the microphone. Welcome to the Life Twitter with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I am no longer contagious. <laughs> Yay! But still, I'm gonna, I don't want to use, the word I'm about to use may be mildly offensive. Okay, To me. you and the diseased community. <laughs> uh, Grody. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm really excited to be in a crowded theater and see some other people and know that I'm not going to infect them. Do you want to start again or do you want to use all of this? No, this is fine. Okay. People need to know the reality of what yeah. my life is right now. You have been quite ill. I've been pretty pretty sick. For you and, and Timber for the last few days. Yeah, we've both had the flu and it's super fun when both you and your spouse are completely incapacitated and can't do anything for (laughs) yourselves or for each other. This, I think, is a solid argument for a polyamorous I can't even tell you how many times over the last week (laughs) I've told him, we're like, I wish there were a third one. (laughs) (laughs) To which he responds, they would be sick too, and then we'd be really You just keep bolting on additional people (laughs) to the relationship. You just keep on inviting more people in. Yeah, eventually, because people look People are kind of irregularly shaped. They're kind of like, they're kind of slender at the bottom and wider at the top. Yeah, so you, keep... so you can stack them. You can just yeah. flip them around. Yeah. But but if you keep putting them next to each other, eventually it forms a nice circle mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of in a relationship with everyone else. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Which it. Which is the ideal, I think, is that yeah. everyone on the planet... And then you won't get sick because you've got that herd immunity. Yes. Perfect. That's okay, it. so we've. You don't need to get a flu shot this year. <laughs> you folks. just need to just date enter, anywhere between. Enter into a polyamorous relationship with yeah. at least fifteen people. Fifteen's a good number. I I think that in order to play it safe, you want to go with. I would say probably twenty-two mm, is good because yeah. then not only do you have you have a, a greater herd immunity, and statistically there'll always be at least one person who is not sick at any given moment. But you can also split it off into two soccer teams. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Timber would love that. She'd be very so into it. So we're now yeah. recruiting partners. Yeah, if you want it. No, I'm not going to throw out an email address for that. There's going to be a lot of that in this episode. Oh, God. I'm um, so sorry. That's okay. So this is The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. It's a podcast about movies, about toys. Weirdly, it's not a podcast about illness or polyamory, although we do talk about that a lot. I feel, yeah, polyamory, I think, came up episode one because of the trolls. <laughs> but uh, what movie... But do you notice trolls never get the flu? Yeah, trolls are always healthy. So, there you Although, go. Although, um, the Anna Kendrick troll, whose name I have a Poppy. Me- Poppy, thank you, did bite into a berry and have a severe allergic Oh, that's true. So that is a... a they fo- still have allergies. Yeah. But. but for the most part, trolls are not down with the sickness. Yeah. Um, so which movie... <laughs> it's funny.
because that's just what my voice that's sounds just what like you, now. That's just, that's just you trying to get ahead of steam to talk. Okay, Ben is trying to say the name of the movie that I'm we're asked, watching today. Yeah, because we have to go and see it. We have to we leave. We have to go. We do have yeah. tickets. <laughs> 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 we were like, let's not waffle. Let's just... Let's just say everything we need to say and then leave. Just get it out. What what movie are we going to see We're today? We're going to see the second Lego movie. What is the full title of this the movie? The Lego movie to the second part. Yes. I was also doing the hand gestures. I- <laughs> this was a colon. <laughs> Okay. But I, I also what that was supposed to be. I thought you were being like a praying mantis. <laughs> well, I am also part praying mantis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was trying to do the colon because I always say the colon because I think oh, it's an important no, part of yeah, the the Lego Movie Two colon the second part, which is a great title. Mm-hmm. I love it. A lot of people don't know unless they do uh, that <laughs> that, <laughs> that okay. the working title that is a quantifiably true statement. Yeah. The, the 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 original title for the first Lego movie before was it became the, the Lego movie was the piece of, of resistance, resistance yeah, yeah. Uh, which is said in the movie by mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman's character which is kind of so cool. they still got to use that yeah so the second part is to me kind of on the same level of this is really good it's that's on a really part. solid ah. that was a weak joke I'm sorry I'm really drunk up it's a weak joke for your weak constitution yep. I can't yes. my lung capacity is at about 25% right now, so I might just start gasping. <laughs> if any time I make you laugh, you're gonna... Yeah, make some don't make great, me laugh. I'm really, really scared noises. to go sit in a crowded theater, and I'm gonna start laughing, and I'm gonna have a tiny Tim coughing fit. <laughs> and I'm gonna embarrass myself. Just during the end credits, when everything gets nice and quiet, just say, God places, everyone. <laughs> everyone! Yeah. Here's a fun th- th- thought about... <laughs> Here's a fun thought about A Christmas Carol. Tiny Tim in The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, Tiny Tim had died, right? What will stop that from happening if Scrooge is um, now... Medical care. Victorian I medical guess. care. Yeah. Which is Get like... some leeches and some yeah. saws and yeah. uh, you're, some molten metal and you are good to go. So I'm going to prescribe your son some heroin. <laughs> With to... a little bit of morphine to <laughs> yeah. wash it down. Yeah, give him just give him about a snootful uh, every six hours. Um, if if it, if if the symptoms persist, you can you can probably up that to four, maybe two snootfuls, and uh, and that should get the ghosts out. Yeah, of his system, the humors. Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited for this movie. Yeah. I don't really know what to expect. I know they go into space. That's about it. I don't even think I've seen a trailer for it. Yeah, I have high hopes because. Of the three Lego movies we've had, we've had so far, which have been the Lego movie, the ba- Lego Batman movie, and the Lego Ninjago movie, which I have not seen. The which Ninjago, movie. I have. It was okay. They have it's on a, the list for me. They have a sixty-six percent success rating, where the successes are like nine out of ten, ten out of ten for mm-hmm. me. Like the Lego movie is still kind of our gold standard for toyetic cinema. So I am hopeful that. The Lego Movie Two colon the second part will be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. That is my entire thought process. I have no, nothing to add to that. I have no jokes about the Lego Movie. I'll let the Lego Movie Two handle the jokes. Yeah, I'm not in a position to make jokes. I'm scared to laugh at all. Yeah, I'm kind of scared of humor and fun <laughs> uh, at this point. How are you feeling about? What do you expect? Have you seen any of the? Tra- well, we watched a trailer together. Did we as watch I recall. a trailer? I feel like we watched a trailer. I don't have a strong memory of the trailer. I don't have a strong sense of what to expect. So I'm going in more or less blank slate. I've been living in a hole for the past yeah. week, and this is my foray into the outside world, and I'm just excited to see the sun and <laughs> feel the warmth of it on my skin. All right, calm down, Dido. Um... <laughs> 
I know there are people who have like a misophonia response to like sickness noises, and I really apologize because I can't control the phlegm sounds that are happening. What if every time you cough, you like drop in a little bit of the theme tune instead? <laughs> so that instead of hearing, <laughs> they hear, <laughs> and then Perfect. we just, yeah. Perfect. That could work. The only trailer I have seen is that original teaser trailer. Mm. And the only other thing I know is there is a character also voiced by Chris Pratt in this movie who is kind of a blend of like all of his action, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic World mm. and, you know, all of those type characters. Yeah fused into one so it's kind of a there's a there's a chris pratt parody or a parody if you will existing within your face kind of did a twist it's like i was thinking really hard about not coughing <laughs> it, it looked like you were trying not to have a visceral negative reaction no that was me trying really hard not to have a visceral phlegm ball come okay. up my windpipe because the kind of it was like this kind of like if you'd kept it going i would have half <laughs> expected you to start having a nosebleed oh, no, from like no, this no. the, the psychic damage you've just taken <laughs> From the thing I just said. But yeah, there's a Chris Pratt person in this movie. Chris cool. Pratt person, by the way, I did see them at Coachella. They were okay. Were they, were okay. They're not great. I mean, they're not great to begin with, to be honest. We should wrap up this waffle. We should. And get to our movie. So sometimes we tell you where you can watch this movie online, like Netflix or Hulu or HBO Go. You can see this movie right now by going to a theater. Go to a theater. Pause this. Go to yeah. a theater. Watch this film. I, my hope is that people are listening to this on their way to the theater. Yeah. And then they can pause it. And then come back to it on the drive home. Perfect. That would be ideal. Also want to stress, like, this is not like a paid episode or something. We just thought it'd be fun to do a field trip. Yeah. Um, I'm ex- I'm s- I can't overstate how excited I am to get out of the house. Yeah. I realized when we were building the list of movies for this that we were putting movies down that, like Trolls World Tour and this that hadn't come out mm-hmm. yet. And the prospect of, well, let's make a day of it. Let's. Yeah. That's fun for us. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll, and there's a couple of other movies like this coming out this yeah. year. We'll see how we like this. Um, so we're going to go and, I guess, get ready to drive over to a movie theater. Yeah. So we will be right back after these probably very recent brand commercial new, messages. Brand spanking new commercial messages. Big wheels meets ferocious beast. Awesome. A starship that shoots stickers? We are back. We're Yay. literally back. Because we, we left the room. Oh yeah, we left the building. Yeah, we drove away. And then we went into another building. And we watched a movie on a big old it screen. It was very big. With no sound for a bit of the trailers. With no fewer than two crying babies. Yeah, it was pretty great. This is a, it's a very different experience. We were talking about this um, as we were leaving the theater. Because we're in a public theater with other human persons, we can't we make can't notes. We can't take notes. We can't take notes. Um, and we're acutely aware, or I'm acutely aware of the fact that this is a movie that, when this episode goes out, will still be in theaters. So just right now, straight away, spoiler alert. There's going to be spoilers. We're going to go into the plot in depth. Yeah. We're and gonna it's going to all be laid bare. We are definitely going to be doing our regular thing where we go through the plot and mm-hmm. all of that fun stuff. So if you have not yet seen the Lego Movie 2 colon the second part, I would recommend 
maybe putting a pin in this episode and coming back to it at a later date. After you've seen the movie. not Don't just wait a couple days and think you'll be fine. Yeah, like somehow the plot will have automatic, like... Just, just osmosed into your yeah, brain. you'll just have absorbed it like a big old damp sponge. Well, that's kind of how I absorb a lot of the pop culture knowledge I have. I make a reference to it and you go, oh. Oh, yeah. And then it, and then that <laughs> later that night, when I can't sleep, I look up all the references you made. You got a little wiki walk. Yes. Hard light holograms. What is that from? Oh, Red Dwarf. Oh, which uh, season you six, don't, episode you three? Refu- Let's not talk about Red Dwarf because you're the one who refuses to it's, show it to me. It is not that I refuse to show it to he you. Refuses. I am. I, I've been hurt in the past by showing Red Dwarf to people who are important to me and having them go, oh, this is terrible. This is not a Red Dwarf podcast. I want to I want to collect, <laughs> okay, I want to collect like a list, a document of jokes every podcast makes. The, f- the first joke, the big joke that mm-hmm. every podcast makes yes. is, we're going to edit that out, and then they don't edit it out. But the second one is, they go off on a tangent, the hosts go off on a tangent that is unrelated to the subject of the podcast, and then they say, welcome to yeah. subject cast. And they joke that that's what the show is now. We've definitely done done that. 2019, fewer podcast cliches. What do you think? I'm cool with that. Cool. This is the uh, no podcast cliches cast. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So that was your fault, not mine. I I knew what I was doing. You know what else is great podcast content? Is listening to me. Oh, I was going to say listening to me slurp my soup. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's, I can't even make an ah sound because it's like it's like there's fifteen little goblins in my throat and they each make a noise and that's what my voice sounds like. Fifteen little goblins does sound like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> like, fifteen little goblins it goes, in Molly's throat. It goes through each of the goblins and their little personality traits. <laughs> fifteen little goblins live in Molly's throat. The fifteenth one's named Gary, and he has a pet goat. <laughs> I love Gary. He likes to ride on Gary, and he likes to feed him feed him oats. Uh huh. Fourteen little goblins living in Molly's, and then you go to then you go and so on and so on down the list. Hey, we watched the Lego Movie too. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Again, so again, my recommendation is like put a pin in this episode if you are planning on going to see the Lego Movie too. Yeah, go see it first. Uh, Go see it first and then come back to us. But we are going to be discussing the narrative in. We're gonna spoil everything now. I, I do think that if you if you're still listening and you haven't seen the movie. I just like a cliff notes. I enjoyed it. I I had a great time. Yeah, I liked it. And I think I might have liked it better than the first one. Interesting. Yeah. This is a good time to stop if you haven't seen the movie yet. What a film! It was a movie. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and again, it's difficult because I'm having to kind of. There are no notes, and it was a very yeah. dense movie. They in the shockingly same, dense. In the same way that the first Lego movie, there was just like a lot going on a lot of clever little gags a lot yeah. of characters for a film that doesn't seem to take its story very seriously it had a very involved story mm-hmm. but i loved that like there's a war between two different planets there is time travel there mm-hmm. is batman in a glittery suit there were more i think again like some really cool batman references in this film that they did oh yeah there's an entire ode to batman yeah it's it's pretty amazing it celebrates batman so the film the film starts off it literally picks up from the very end of the first movie mm-hmm. so you could watch the first movie and then when it finishes up just cue this car. one right up and yeah it's, it's it's so so good so at the end of the first movie the duplo aliens arrive and the implication is that they are kind of being quote unquote played by the kid's the sister. sister 
So Emmett makes a big old heart. Like everyone's ready to throw down and fight the Duplo aliens, and Emmett makes a heart mm-hmm. to give them as a gift. And the Duplo aliens eat the heart. There is some carnage. There's some mayhem. Lord Business, like he pieces out, mm-hmm. um, which is a running like Will Ferrell is in this movie. But he he's does not, not in the movie. Oh yeah, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't appear. appear. He's it's all voiceover. It's all like. I think he's got a total of like five lines. Yeah, I think what they what he did was like he was just sat at his couch and they just brought a Yeti blue microphone <laughs> over and a laptop and they were like, "Listen, we know you're recording that Ron Burgundy podcast. Could you just bash out some lines for us and Real send us the MP3s?" So there's a there's a bit of a fight between the Duplo aliens and the people of Bricktown, Bricksburg. Uh, and then it smash cuts to five, five years, years later. later. But it five years have elapsed in real time. That is true. The, the first film came out, what, 2013? 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So it's been five years. And Bricks, Vilberg is is now Apocalypse yeah. Berg. And it's all very like Mad Max, post-apocalyptic. like But in a tongue-in-cheek way. Yeah, it's definitely kind of poking fun at that whole idea. Um, at the genre. Yeah, and the idea is that they stopped building brightly colored buildings because that would attract the Duplo aliens. Mm -hmm. So they live in this kind of very kind of washed out, you know, Batman's dream sequence from Batman v Superman kind of palette. Uh, Oh yeah, that movie that that I saw. Make a note of that so you can Wikipedia it later. I am making a note. It's on my voodoo. But it seems boring. Oh, it's very boring. And Martha and the, like, the end. (laughs) Like, I've seen the movie. Welcome to our in-depth review. Cultural osmosis. (laughs) Batman v Superman. It's dull and boring and brown and Martha and the end. It's two boys who can't yeah. get along, and their mother forces them to get along. It's and this play film nice together, basically. Yeah, it's literally the Lego Movie too. So Wildstar, 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 Wildstar. She goes by Lucy now. I guess in this film they don't really call her Wildstar. Just Lucy. Lucy. Did she say her real name in the it's first Lucy. movie? Her name is Lucy. She did say that in the first her, movie? Yes, her okay. name is, yes. Okay, so Lucy. Lucy! Lucy! Oh, good yeah! Lucy! Lucy is kind of standing on top of a broken Statue of Liberty and she's brooding and... Mm-hmm. And then Emmett shows up and he's That's chill and he's still her. singing yeah. Everything is Awesome and... Lucy tries to teach him how to brood. How to brood. He's the only one who isn't taking the apocalypse stuff extremely seriously. Yeah, he's still kind of fun, Lucy Goosey Emmett from the first film. Lucy Goosey. It's fun. It's just a fun turn of phrase. She's. I know. She's not Lucy Goosey. And then Emmett, he has this premonition of Batman in a white, in a white sparkly suit and an ice cream man. And, and then a big... Like a man made of ice cream, yes. not a man selling ice cream. Yeah, it's an ice cream man, a literal ice cream man. <laughs> and then a, a chasm opening up and Gandalf being sucked into it and everyone being sucked into it. And a, dolph- a dolphin clock. A dolphin clock. Showing 5.15. And he shares this premonition with Lucy. And then aliens arrive. Oh, yeah. Slightly more sophisticated than the Duplo aliens. Well, it's because five years have elapsed. Yeah. The sister's gotten older. Yeah, that's what happens. Time. Elapses. <laughs> Just time. <laughs> Just time. Just time. So they all manage to get into the, the into the base. The doors close very slowly. Again, there's a lot of... It's all very tongue-in-cheek, and it's all kind of self-referential in a way that I found much more entertaining than when the Deadpool movies 
do it. I haven't I seen Deadpool. But I think, yeah, because of all the because of Scott violence and the naughty and ones. Boys you could probably watch Once Upon a Deadpool. They did a. It's the PG thirteen cut of of. I was gonna say Spider Man two. It's <laughs> like, so PG. Once Upon a Deadpool is the PG thirteen cut of <laughs> Spider Man two. two of uh, Deadpool two. Okay, I don't really care. I mean, I can tell you I might watch that sometime, but I won't. You won't. I don't care. It is technically a Christmas movie. Is it? Yeah. I might watch it. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot. I will never much. watch this. It is Christmas. Oh, well. Maybe. It's a distinct possibility now. I can get you to watch basically anything if I promise that... Except Gremlins. Except Gremlins. If I promise that the mere hint... Of, of a of a tree of a tree of a pine tree covered in warbles. <laughs> I want you to watch Doctor Who that way. Yeah, that was a dirty trick. Yeah. Dirty, dirty trick. So yeah, this whole sequence is great with the aliens attacking the uh, yeah because uh, the, the aliens base. are firing. I guess the hearts and the stars yeah. little heart bombs. Which, um, which and lots of stars. <laughs> which you had a very like sat, sitting next to you in the theater, <laughs> you're having this very visceral reaction. I, I think it's it, the only kind of reaction I ever yeah. have. I think, and I've, I've definitely said visceral reaction. By the way, if you have an official live toyetic bingo card, you can check off visceral reaction. <laughs> I think that having recently watched something else with you, that also gave you a very similar reaction. Um, I think it's, it was when we were watching Wreck-It Ralph and the Taffy, yes. the singing Taffy came down. Anything yeah. that... Anything that's like a small creature that sings in a high pitched yeah. voice. It's, like, it's the lums from Rayman Origins yeah, it again. It just it, my brain shuts off and it just I just can't. You. It tickles me. I'm paralyzed. Yes. And I love it so much. And that's what these little stars were. Yes. Was they would sing and and, and they had a really high pitched voice. They were voiced by like I think by actual children, which is yeah, just, which is even better. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. So they managed to shut the door. But this this one alien whose name well the star gets lodged in there yeah the so star gets Emma lodged in there Emma the opens star, the door to let the star the star out. is dying kind of a melodramatic fashion which yes. I love very very uh, melodramatic and kind of cartoony over the top but voiced by a, an actual I want to say four child. or five year old yeah and then this alien has I don't taken remember the her name to, she gone. hasn't no she had a name you know what yeah. I have a phone oh <gasps> technology. Mm. I'm gonna drink my soup while I look this up. I don't know if I can do this complex task. Ow! I just hit my teeth with the mug. Oof. General Mayhem. General Mayhem is her name. So General Mayhem slips in and tells Lucy, basically says to Lucy, you should have been the main character of the first movie. Basically. Because you did everything. Yeah. And then kidnaps five characters. Lucy. Yes. The Batman. S- Batman. The, space the spaceship guy. Dude. Whose name is Billy? I don't remember. Something. It's something generic. Yeah. Simon. Quigley. Gusto. Benny. Benny. There we go. It's me. Lucy. Batman. Benny. Um, Metal Beard. Metal Beard and... And the kitty. Kitty. The little uni- Unikitty, yes. Yeah. They all get taken by the character whose name... Mayhem. Captain May- Mayhem. Cap- is it Captain? Yeah. Are you sure it's not General, General mayhem, mayhem like it says on Imdim? It's almost certainly not General what Mayhem. Says. So Emmett decides to go after go them. after them. Well, there had been a whole thing about Wild Style Lucy wanted him to toughen up and lean more into the 
apocalyptic archetype, yeah. I guess, because he was too chipper. Be more on brand. Yeah, he was too chipper and too open-hearted, I guess, and innocent, and no one he, liked that. And he built this little, like, house. He built them a little somewhere, this greenhouse, yeah. for them to live in. Yeah. That gets It gets destroyed during the alien invasion. Yeah. And he rebuilds it into a spaceship. Into a spaceship to go get his friends. Because um, he's like, I gotta be tough. So he can fly up through the stair gate, which the is... The stair gate. The door at the top of the stairs in, in the, the basement. basement that the kid is playing which in. Which I love. And uh, he goes through the stair gate. The sequence of him going through the stair gate is brilliant because the ship changes into all these different blocks. It's like that scene in Inside Out. Yeah. Where they become abstractions. Yeah, but it's all Lego bricks. Yeah. It's brilliant. Like, even, like, Emmett, who is a minifig, like, Becomes changes. a brick, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It also reminded me a little bit of... Um, uh, the infinite improbability drive from the mm-hmm. Hitchhiker's Guide yeah, yeah, movie yeah. where they turn into sofas and then yarn people. And, yeah. But Lego, all Lego. All Lego. And just as Emma is about to crash into a giant glass meteorite, Rex... Rex. ...shows up. He has a last name. He's got a whole name. Is it Danger? Oh, so I know Danger's his middle name. But Rex is a space hero... He's, and he's a raptor trainer. He's very much kind of an amalgamation of every Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt, Chris Pratt character. action character. Yeah, and he is also voiced by Chris Pratt, by Chris Pratt which is which I thought was really really cool. Mm-hmm. And he rescues Emmett. Emmett kind of confides in Rex that you know Lucy wanted him to be kind of edgier and kind of to lean into the post-apocalyptic aesthetic. And Rex is like, yeah, I can help you do that. I'll help you rescue your friends because he's and... got cheekbones and stubble and after yeah. friends and swishy hair. Yeah, and a blue jacket. And there was a lot of like my favorite thing about this movie is I did spend a lot, a lot of it thinking is is Rex real? Is this like a Tyler Durden I know, situation? Yeah. And then the film references Asks that later. That question of itself. Yeah. Which is really cool. And it's like, no, we can definitely see him. But so Rex has a spaceship that is crewed almost entirely by velociraptors. And it's shaped like a big old yeah. fist. The thing I hate about talking about this movie is the same thing I hated about talking about the Lego movie. Because so much of it, like we can describe to you the, the plot beats and the, and the story elements. But, but that makes it sound so stale. It's very clinical to describe it. Because there's so much, like, it's all in these little, ca- like, the, ra- the tiny moments yeah, that make it. That's it's one of the reasons why these movies are so enjoyable is they are built on fun character interactions and just really imaginative concepts. Mm-hmm. And like just th- the same way that you know a child plays. Yeah. Where like silly things can happen, improbable things can happen, and you're owning up to the fact that like this is a silly and improbable thing. Yeah, like when we're shown some of the raptors working the ship, like there are some like. The first two are like, yes, Captain. And then the next one is like, hey, one raptor asking the other what the <laughs> Wi-Fi password is. And then it cuts to one saying, I hate Mondays. And all the raptors are like, it's Jurassic Park sound files of dinosaurs yeah, with captions. Yeah. And the subtitles are in Futura Medium in yellow, <laughs> which made me very happy. Yeah. There's lots of little stuff like that where we, again, we can explain to you what happens moment to moment, but we cannot get across the how... experience. Yeah. Um, of watching it. The good news is if you've seen the first Lego movie, if you've seen the Lego Batman movie, you know what type of tone mm-hmm. these movies are going for. Yeah. You know that they're going to be slightly silly and... Um, Irreverent. Irreverent, occasionally self-referential and fun. Like, it, this is a this film, like the other Lego movies, with the possible exception of the Lego Ninjago movie, it's clearly just people having fun. Mm-hmm. And you get the impression that as much as they're trying to 
put across the idea of these kids playing together and having fun. I, I can't imagine anyone worked... I'm, I'm, I, I realise it's entirely possible that this is just my perception because the animation industry is also sometimes a difficult place to work. So I'm sure there are several people who did not enjoy working on this movie, but it feels like a fun movie to have worked on yeah. in, a, in a development stage, in a writing stage, in a recording stage, in an animating stage. Yeah, and some movies you can feel the contempt radiating from the screen. and in this, Like the Emoji movie. Like the Emoji <laughs> movie, you can tell that everyone who worked on that hated it, or at the very least didn't think highly of it. Fun fact, the only person who worked on the Emoji movie who survived was TJ Miller. And he went insane. He called in a bomb threat on a train. Remember that? <coughs> Those were dark days for TJ. Yeah. Dark days for TJ is my uh, favorite Nickelodeon sitcom. Oh my god. I was actually going to say Disney Channel sitcom, and I don't know why I went no. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon seems like they have more of an edge. Yeah. Like my voice. Is <laughs> the way down here. Hi. Uh, Hi, I'm Molly. Okay. Is that what my accent sounds like? Yes. Hi, welcome to the Life Trade with Ben and Molly. I'm Ben. And I'm dying. <laughs> I am. Very slowly, but so are we all. It's not a podcast if one of us doesn't record while sick at some point. Yeah. It's weird that I'm the first one to get sick doing this. <laughs> considering I'm the one with the compromised immune system. you're the one system. who's, Im- who's immunodeficient. I get my being sick done around the recording schedule. Mm. If you'd scheduled this better... I'm really sorry. It's okay. You know what? I'm not going to hold it against you, but don't let it happen again. Okay. You're not just letting me down. You're letting yourself down, but more importantly, you're letting down Jeremy. I'm letting Jeremy down. I'm really sorry, Jeremy. I think Jeremy will probably forgive you. Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy seems like the forgiving type. Yeah, he seems cool. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy, like, you know, get good bowling and have a beer with, you know? I don't like either of those Neither do I. you can do that. I don't like bowling or bearing. <laughs> I mean, I used to like bowling and then my hands fell apart. <laughs> my, my hands what if are... you bowled with your mouth? What if, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, your feet didn't make sense, so here's this yeah. is where we are. Where would how? Okay, how would I, Molly, <laughs> with my mouth hold a? They would have like an, an emboldened ball. Okay, no, how no, would no, that no, happen? No, no, this is great. You're gonna love it. Okay, paint me a word picture. Gonna, then you know how they have like adaptive controllers. Yes. You just get an adaptive ball, and instead of the instead of the finger holes, just shave that out. Put like a little rubber mouth grip in there. Oh, oh. Yeah, go get one of those like night guards and mm. just cut it in half and like stick it each one. That way you can just get your mouth around it, but it's soft and squishy, and okay. then you just kind of have to. You can't see me, Jeremy. Imagine I'm a dog trying to nose something across the floor. Like, just kind of toss it with your head and let it go. And then it just rolls down. You're good. You get a strike or a spare or whatever the bowling word <laughs> is like, for I a like good the, thing. This is really good, except for the obvious flaw, which is the minute I try to lift the ball with my teeth, all of my teeth will just come out. It'll be... Okay, a really lightweight ball. Okay, uh, how, what we're talking about here is a balloon. It's like a five pound it's ball. It's a balloon is what we're referring to. Despite the balloon <laughs> and flick it down the bowling aisle. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? I genuinely don't... No, no, we were talking about how... Nope, you lost no, it. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I definitely said someone seems like the kind of person you could bowl and beer with. Oh, uh, mermaid? A mermaid? A mermaid. Yeah, I could go bowling with a mermaid. That is the the, the hit new sitcom I'm co-executive producing for TBS. Bowling with a mermaid. 
Um, yeah, so far it's one episode where they go bowling with a mermaid and you're kind of struggling to that, come up with yeah. the season one arc. Yeah, it's difficult. I think what we might end up doing is making the mermaid the owner of the bowling alley. Why are we just discussing this? Let's get back to the Lego movie. Okay, so... Two. I'm sorry I'm sick, I think is what that came down to. I'm sorry for my... <laughs> I'm really sorry for my gross noises, Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this movie can be summarized as Chris Pratt. Chris no, Pratt. Um, so... Uh, and they go to the sis 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 yeah. sister the sister system um which is we also um follow uh, Lucy and Batman and all of those wonderful characters mm-hmm. to the sister system where they meet Queen whatever I Wanabi Queen, Queen whatever oh it's a I get it yeah that's the only way I was able to remember the name is because it's a clever part. Well, I remembered whatever and then yeah. I just whatever well, I, Wanabi. and then I and then I thought like Watanabe yeah Wan Kenobi yes I didn't really but one one of yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So And I love her design. Oh, she's great. Like I, she's this kind of amorphous shifting. She's just made of a bunch of blocks. I mean, it does become a plot point later we see her her quote true form. Yeah. But she's kind of a shifting big Lego blocks and she can assume multiple different forms. Yeah. And uh, all of our favorite characters, Metal Beard and Batman and Gumby and, and Portos and Lucy, are all... What's Portos now? Those oh, plantain chips. I know that they're not for you, but those, they do these little meat pies, which are just mwah, delicious. Oh, oh, he did the actual chef's kiss, Jeremy. I did. So Queen, uh, whatever. whatever a wannabe, does this whole song about how not evil she is. Yeah. Which There's Lu- a lot of musical numbers in this one. Which I love, because I think yeah. one of the strongest things about the first film was the music, and there mm-hmm. weren't many songs. It, I think the one song everyone remembers from the first film is, of course, uh, Jazzy Jack Rabbit's Fun Time Jig. And that's Will really- you hum a few bars of that for us? <laughs> Jazzy Jack Rabbit's fun time jig. Do, 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 do. That's actually that's, the whole song. That's not the time measure of a jig, but anyway. I don't know. What, what is the time measure of a jig? A jig is like a... It's just, it's just what it was called. It wasn't what As it opposed was. to a reel, which is... Okay. Do you want to do a music podcast? No. I mean, not with you. you know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm so hot. I don't know. I don't think you would be into it. I love music. I you do like music. jigs and reels and slip jigs and slides and O'Carolyn. Oh, no, this is beyond me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely want to do this podcast with someone else. <laughs> That's what if you're I said do... and you took offense. It's like you and probably Weird Al, I think, should do yeah. this podcast together. You, you know him, right? The Polka Cast. Yeah, yeah. of course. Him, Anyone who knows what a polka is yeah, is inducted yeah. into an elite Ooh, club. You know what your like group name would be for Tell the two me. of you? Weird Mall. I guess that works. It just yes. makes me think of Darth Mall. Weird Mall is also the place where they have... It's a shopping center that has like the off-brand versions of stores. Like... Yeah. Hot Topkip. <laughs> and seems so she sings a song there's music yeah. in this and the song is very like it's a very does a very a very over the top like yeah. i'm not evil in a way that makes you instantly suspicious i will say this this might be my favorite quote-unquote villain song in any animated movie mm-hmm. i think it might have dethroned shiny from moana for me for, which is one i of didn't my... know you were a shiny fan i love shiny i sing it in the car all the i don't time. think i have a favorite villain song i think a lot of people go for ursula's song from, oh really uh, see i was thinking be, from i was thinking be prepared that be was prepared the one that came good. to my mind because it's the one that um jeremy owens yeah his voice out on. yeah and that's like that's dedication yeah and then they switched to jim cummings part way through and you don't know until you hear it oh they did yeah you, and you, you can hear the moment when it's not iron singing anymore <gasps> The, Jeremy, the last line Jeremy he, Irons he sings... He sounds like me, and yeah. then suddenly he sounds like you. 
The last thing he sings, that, that is Jeremy Irons singing, is You Won't Get a Sniff Without Me. That's the line he blew his voice out on. And then Oh yeah, he does sound very raspy. Everything after that is Jim Cummings. And you can hear it. You can hear Cummings' voice. Okay, so when we're done recording, I am going to listen back yes. to that. We always say when we're done recording, we'll do stuff. And then I'm going to not do that. So yeah, I, th- I, th- I think this might be my favorite villain song, especially considering what it turns out to be. Yeah, I which is a genuine song. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So she does this villain song and then she talks about how once everyone else hears, hears the music, they'll understand. And they play this song. The cool. song's gonna get stuck, stuck in, inside your, your head. head. Which gets stuck in everyone else's head and uh, appears to brainwash them. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone except Lucy is brainwashed by this music. They start brainwashing That's her. That's because she's the quote toughest yeah. of them. And, she and the grimmest. To, and the, the, grim, the most grim. She's, she's grimmest. She's from the, she the McDonald's play place. I don't have a follow-up joke for that. No, you know what that back. know what that did was that just sent me off. <laughs> I wish it had sent you off out loud so you could vocalize. <laughs> Where did it send you? It sent when I was a very small child. I guess I would have been in second grade. Instead of Happy Meal toys, or maybe in addition to Happy Meal toys, um, McDonald's did a promotion where they had they gave out cassette tapes mm. of like McDonald's music. Yeah. And thinking of all of the McDonald's critters just took me back to listening to the McDonald's songs. Oh, wow. On my McDonald's cassette tape. And I wonder if I could find those songs on YouTube. So, Lucy, like, they go to wash her hair and it washes all of the black out of her hair, revealing that her hair is not black and pink. It's not black with pink highlights. It's pink with blue highlights. It's, yeah, it's teal and yeah. pink. And she's trying to convince everyone that... She's not peppy and happy. That they did this to her. She didn't go to her, go to hair with a sharpie. Yeah, but she did. She absolutely did. And she then, wants to be grimdark. And then she escapes up into the vents. Bruce Willis has, like, three cameos in oh, this movie. Oh, yeah. Was it actually Bruce Willis? Voicing it? Yeah. Let's look it up. Do-do-do. All of the people are the actual people. So Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Bruce Willis as Bruce Willis. That's perfect. So Lucy escapes and we go back to Emmett and Rex and they... What are they doing? Doing some action. They go to well, some they have places. To, well, they, they're trying to find the sister system. Yeah. They're trying to find the planet that they've... Um, yeah. That everyone's And Rex is just like, pick a, pick a planet and go with your girl. Well, Rex is like, you're a tough guy and you're not you're accountable strong, independent to anyone. Yeah, and you don't, don't need, need no man. man. And wants him to, to toughen up. Yeah. It's basically like, this movie is kind of about toxic masculinity. Oh, it absolutely is. Because <laughs> in, in the end, it's about choosing between, are you going to retreat inwards? Yeah. Or are you going to connect with others and be cooperative rather than competitive? Yeah. It's not just... I kind of viewed the, 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 the battle of that, that Emmett goes through in this movie as being, do you want to be kind of cynical and pessimistic and cut off, or do you want to be hopeful and... And joyful and... Optimistic and, and reach out and connect to yeah. the people you care about. Which is kind of also what the Lego Batman movie was about. Yeah. A bit of choosing between isolating yourself or pushing people away. I have to say, like kids' movies these days, like the the Lego movies, Wreck It Ralph, are doing a really good, and Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet in particular, doing a really good job of like articulating what I would consider to be very kind of complex emotional mm-hmm. quandaries 
in a way that I think a our child can yeah, relate pa- to and understand. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's Ralph breaks. Are you, did you see Ralph? Breaks I haven't seen it yet. It's a is the the crux of that. I don't want to spoil too much of it for you, but the crux of it is what about what happens when two friends who love each other very much kind of go their separate ways. Not mm-hmm. that they've drifted apart, but you know, like like you know when. Um, when someone you care about moves to another city, yeah. it's that kind they're, of... When their life yeah. goes in another direction, and yeah. you can't continue the friendship as you had been. Yeah, like, imagine if like if one of us had to move to another city. That would be sad. That would be very sad. I think we would still do this podcast. We'd yeah, because we don't need... You don't need to be in the room with me and my germs. So Rex and Emmett go to a planet? They go to a planet, and there's stuff. I don't know. They build things. Here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. There is a chunk in the middle of this movie that my I'm not able to recall right Stuff now. Stuff happens and it moves the plot forward, but it's not, you know, the the crux. Yeah. This is oh this is the part this is the part with the wedding. We have um Oh yeah, there's uh, the wedding. Queen um whatever one are be. It's like I'm like, I'm going to marry Batman. Yeah. And she kind of tricks Batman into wanting it too. There's this whole like musical sequence where she's like, "That's okay," you know. She's like, "I'm not actually into you," and he's like, yeah. "Wait, you're not? That's unacceptable." Yeah, no, she's like, "No, I definitely, I'm, <laughs> I am down to clown with Superman." Yeah, and Batman takes that very personally and is like, "Well, I want, I know I'm better than him. I, I want to so marry. I want to be the husband." Yeah, which, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I guess yeah. it's valid. They seem yeah. happy, and then they're planning the wedding. Lucy meets up with Emmett and Wild, uh, Emmett and uh, and Rex in a sequence I do not remember. But their oh, plan they, is um, they in the, uh, yeah. they're in the bricks because the whole thing is both of their worlds are on the cusp of something called our Marmageddon. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into this this the, the box of storage, yeah, and it's this kind of apocalyptic thing that will end their world. And for some reason. Emmett and Lucy have gotten it into their head that the wedding will cause our mm. Armageddon, so they go to stop it. And uh, Lucy has a confrontation with General Mayhem. Yes, yes. And General Mayhem kind of convinces Lucy that no, no, we're trying to stop our Armageddon. The wedding is going to save is, both yeah, of our worlds. It's going to unite. So Lucy ends up working against Emmett and Rex. Emmett's convinced that she's brainwashed. And crashes the wedding and destroys the world. And this is when we cut to like our first big, you know, real world sequence yeah. with with, uh, with the kids, with a uh, friend of the show, Maya, Maya Rudolph, Rudolph, playing the mum, playing the judge. And this this sequence, I'm not gonna lie, the real world sequence, this one in particular, didn't work for me in a, in the way that the real world sequences in the first film worked because I feel like what made the real world sequences work in the first film is that it was it felt like a son interacting with his his father it mm-hmm. had this kind of realness to it like will ferrell was playing he wasn't playing a character he was being a dad mm-hmm. and i feel like and i don't i what i'm saying is not in any way just I, I don't mean to disrespect my my order because i lo- i love her i think she's great in everything e- even in the emoji movie you can tell she's like she's just trying to make the best trying part. but she definitely in this sequence, I think particularly in her reaction, like she steps on the le- on the Legos and and says a bunch of stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, it's close to child, they're close to the pain of childbirth. It feels more like her like playing a character or doing rather a- than like being a mom, like yeah. a real mom. Yeah, it feels more like an SNL bit rather yeah. than a a cut, you know, a cutaway to a an actual family interaction. Mm-hmm. It's not to say I didn't enjoy it. It's just tonally, it feels very different from what they were going for with the first movie. Yeah, and. 
that I wasn't super keen on. Also, again, for whatever reason, Will Ferrell couldn't be on set, so all of his contributions to these scenes are off screen, him yelling into a microphone. Which is fine. The talking cat style. Yeah. They just showed up at his house. Yeah. With a tape recorder. They showed up to Eric Roberts' house and said, is Will Ferrell here? And Eric said, yeah, actually, shockingly, yeah. he's yeah. out back. He's in the yeah. hot tub. We were just... He and I, we're going to have our, our, like, our bi-weekly hot tub rosage. Yeah. Where we bond and we... They made us some screwdrivers. And... Yeah. I got a back box of Savannah sauce, <laughs> the best Girl Scout cookie. And we were going to... Uh, I have a projector right here. We were actually... We were about to watch um, Free Willy 2. So you're more than welcome to join us. No, we just need to record voiceover dialogue. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I'll turn down the jets and uh, you guys go for it. <laughs> but yeah, Emmett destroys. There's like this big ornate wedding cake that the wedding that has taken place on, on and Emmett smashes it. So Mayor Rudolph's mom shows up and uh, she's like, "That's it. All of the Lego are in the storage. If you can't play nice, you're not playing at all." Which is not what she said, but it's definitely what a mum would have said in that yeah. moment. So I put it all in storage. So. That's what happens. All of the they stuff... They put it in their Rubbermaid boxes. Yeah. And... The end card shows. And uh, Lucy's like, no, this isn't the end. It's not the end of the movie. And they sing a version of Everything is Awesome, where the basic theme is... Everything's not Everything's awesome. not awesome, but we still have each other, kind of. Or just like, it's not... Nothing can possibly be awesome all the time. Yeah. But we do our best and we work together. Yeah. And there's the revelation that if Queen whatever or wannabe is not the villain, who is? Smash cut two, Rex. Rex. Rex is the villain. In his raptor ship. And Rex reveals himself to be Emmett from the future. Mm-hmm. Which is actually telegraphed because there's a bit earlier where, uh, I forget which character it is, is having like flashes of the real world. Kind of like Emmett did a little bit in the first mm-hmm. movie. And the boy is saying, I'm doing this thing with uh, time travel doing this time travel adventure story. So that's clearly the story that the boy is already playing. Yeah, Yeah. Rex reveals that there had been an accident. He'd fallen off the table and slid under the the, the dryer dryer and had watched as the two kids had put their toys together and they were playing together, you know, without him, without him. And he, no one came to rescue him and he kind of grew hard and bitter and cynical and gained the ability to get up and walk around in the real world. (laughs) And he gets himself some new hair and he paints his face. Draws on some stubble. Yeah. And uh, vows to travel back in time and cause our mum again. Because who needs other people, right? Yeah. And through a sequence of events that I'm struggling to remember right now because my brain, I have a Swiss cheese brain. And it's just a very dense movie. Like, we're leaving out a lot. Yeah. I almost feel like I would love to revisit this movie when it comes out on Mm Blu-ray. I'd love to be able to discuss this film in more detail. I'd love to kind of pick it apart and kind of pull at the strands a little bit. Yeah. Um, I might even go and see it again in the theatre at some point. Maybe maybe Mandy and I will go and see it. Because this was such an enjoyable movie. But anyway, Emmett ends up getting knocked under the... The dryer. The dryer. When everyone's everyone else is singing in the storage box, the boy kind of hears it. Yeah. In the in the basement, and he opens the lid, and sees Lucy sitting on top of the box. And then again, fine details are missing, but it leads to the boy and his younger sister playing, playing together. together. And then I guess in their playing, they rescue Emmett. They rescue Emmett. Rex tries to stop. Lucy kind of goes under the dryer and she's followed by a trail of Lego. So the animation style changes from we're shooting this 
it's a real Lego a under real a real dryer. To where to now in the land of imagination. Kind of the CG stop motion yeah. that they that they do for the majority of the movie. They have a confrontation with Rex where Rex reveals, oh, well, she came for you, so you're never going to become me. So he kind of back to the future fades away. Yeah, he disappears. Yeah. And it ends, the film ends with the... Brother and sister. The sister system and the the Bricksville kind of yeah, communities have kind merged. Yeah, they've kind of fused them. Yeah. Playing together peacefully. Yeah. No, we've missed, we've cut out... Or a lot. Or re- neglected <laughs> to mention quite a lot of the movie. And I... I would. Part of that is because it's so dense. Part of that is because we weren't able to make notes while we were watching it because we were in a people theater. But that's basically yeah. The, whole the queen film. is the is the heart. Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the heart that Emmett made that he presented to the Duplo aliens at the begin at the end of the last movie or the beginning of this movie. That's the queen. That's what. The, into the yeah, movie. she became their queen. Which I thought was a really nice... I just think it's sweet. I mean, yeah. the, the sister explicitly says, like, I just wanted to play with you. Yeah. And I, as a younger sister with an older brother who would get very annoyed when I would want to play with him, I, I, I can identify with that feeling of, like, I just want to play with you. Yeah. You, are, you are, like, the coolest person that I know. You have the coolest toys, and I just want to be able to, like, play together. Yeah. It's difficult for me because I always, my sister and I have not, it's not really a strained relationship. I don't know if she even listens to this podcast, but my sister and I cannot be in the same place for more than, I'd say a week and a half, maybe two weeks maximum without wanting to absolutely murder each other. But we've always been very communicative. We've always had a really kind of strong bond. When we were kids, we played together all the time. When I was a kid, I wanted to play with my sister so much that I would load up games on the computer where you would have to plug in a second mouse and give her a joystick and the joystick wouldn't work to actually control mm-hmm. the game and she'd be complaining and so but we're playing together like, <laughs> you know she'd play with my Buzz Lightyear toys and I'd play with her Barbies and yeah. we had very kind of because we shared a bedroom for a long time we had very kind of communal toy boxes yeah. as it were and we spent a lot of time playing Super Nintendo games together and PlayStation games together and she was there with me through a good chunk of the first Silent Hill game on the PS1 and Whenever I go over to visit, we play rock band together. Like, these are things that I always, always enjoyed playing games and, and playing with my sister's toys and playing with toys with my yeah. sister. Like, that was something that when the one time my sister and I got to go to like a weekend summer camp kind of thing, the staff were like genuinely shocked by how close uh, me and my sister and I were. And I recognize a lot of what this film is doing with the younger sibling who just wants to play and the older sibling who's like, no, like I recognize that, Mm -hmm. but it's not something I identify with, Mm. but I definitely saw it a lot with, you know, my friends in school who they had younger siblings who just wanted to be part of the world and weren't allowed to be because of because of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, my brother and I, we played together. We cooperated pretty Mm. well because we had, too because we were in a very small space together but i can i can identify with both aspects of it i guess having your sibling be mad at you or arguing and how like we there were definitely times there were definitely like games we couldn't have or couldn't play anything that pitted us against each other we weren't allowed to do and we had games taken away from us because we would argue but looking back we were probably closer than a lot of siblings were like we ended up having a pretty good relationship Mm. overall i think once i got to the age where i could like 
carry on a conversation and be a playmate as opposed to just like a destructive force that would come through and mess up whatever he was trying to do so i think yeah i mean i miss my brother this this hit me i think in the in the same way that i guess the first movie is about what does it mean to play this is what does it mean to play cooperatively and and by extension like what is it to get along in a society like cooperate with anyone yeah why do we have to be against each other? Why yeah. do we have to be so competitive? And the, like the, the a repeated piece of dialogue between Lucy and General Mayhem mm-hmm. is you started it. No, yeah. you started it, which is a very siblingy yeah. kind of interaction. But the 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 the, the reveal that there's, you think they're talking about like who, you started the war, like you yeah. started the conflict between us. But yeah. what they're actually saying is like you started, I guess the fusion of their worlds yeah. like it when began with yeah with the heart, with yeah. The heart. and I, again i re- i think it gets a, it's something that the first lego movie did so well and i think this movie does well as well is that idea of like the first movie is about you can do anything with the lego you mm-hmm. can build a city you can build a giant mechanical pirate man and then the second one is but what can you do together yeah. like that idea of you know, the, the the boy building this Lego heart and giving it to his little sister and that sparks something in her. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the idea of, like, there are multiple play styles and story styles. Yeah. You know, Emmett and Rex have, have that very traditional, like, boy play mentality, I guess, that we mm. would associate with how boys play of, like, it's very much about, about competition and fighting and shooting your pew-pew guns. Whereas the sister her play style is about performance and singing and yeah. you know i think it speaks volumes and it speaks volumes that her idea of blending the two worlds together is well there should be a wedding yeah because that's the kind of thing that you know and, and we can debate like the, the cultural ramifications yeah of like this is right girls or wrong or not, are but, conditioned to yeah. expect this or that but it is something that little girls do kind of think mm-hmm. about and act on and even in playing with my brother like we would have our beanie babies get married yeah. and like there were a lot of complex relationships my my buzz Lightyear had an on again off again relationship <laughs> with one of my sister's barbies yeah like, that kind of storytelling i found absolutely fa- and again well, i think one of the things you pointed out and i can't remember if you did it while we were recording or not, um, is this idea that the really the villain in this movie is toxic masculinity because mm-hmm. that's what Rex embodies. He's he's the yeah. worst traits of Emmett kind of magnified and uh, amplified through this prism of of cynicism and isolation. Yeah, and I guess viewing resources as scarce or finite. The idea that like if you share, there won't be enough for you. Yeah, and that sharing is bad. Mm. Whereas all siblings know that you have to share to survive. Yeah. You've got to be able to work together to yeah. ensure that your world is not torn apart by our mum again. Yeah. So let's let's put a bow on this. Um, the Lego emoji scale I, is still kind of our gold standard. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things about sequels, and I think I talked to, the, to you about this before the other mm-hmm. day, yeah. is that the first movie... A first movie that is really solid, like the Lego movie, like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, sets a standard. And especially with things like, I think I think about Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think anyone expected it to yeah, be. Yeah, anything as it that's was. surprising. Yeah, if it surprises you with how good it is, but then when you're going into the second one, you already have that standard set. Yeah. You're expecting it to be good. It's difficult to 
how do we how, yeah how, how can how can the second one ever possibly yeah. be as good as the first because you are ne- going into the second movie it's oh it's another one of these like yeah. you're never going to have that experience of here is here is this thing for the first time yeah. you've never seen anything like this yeah it, it's kind of a you can never go back home yeah. style situation you can never i can i will never get the experience of watching star trek for the first time mm-hmm. again i wouldn't you will never get the experience of watching like, barbie and the magic of Pegasus. exactly <laughs> You know, these things, we can't have these feelings again. And you get that feeling a little bit with a sequel because the, char- the characters are familiar even if the situation is mm-hmm. new. I think I came out of this thinking, I don't think this movie was quite as good as the first one, even though it's really, really, really good. The more we've talked about it and kind of unpacked it, I think it is on par with the first one. Like, if the first one for me is like a uh, a 9 out of 10, or a ten, it's, like, it's our 10 out of 10, yeah. the second movie is... It's also 10 out of 10 yeah. for me. Also 10 out of 10. Yeah. It just makes me think of 10th Kingdom. So the the, the, <laughs> the Lego Movie 2 on the Lego Emoji scale is, is the Lego, Lego movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're definitely on par with each other. I, I think for me, on an emotional level, the second one resonated with me mm. more. And I think even when we did the first Lego Movie, I talked about this idea of like, I have never viewed playing as a solitary activity and I like never knew how to play with my own toys by myself. I always viewed playing as like a very cooperative thing. And I feel like that was something that the first film was missing for me. And so the fact that this one is about, you know, an older brother, a younger sister having to get along. That's something that I relate to. Yeah. That's something that, you know, defined my childhood. So I got a little weepy maybe. (laughs) Do you, because I know you had said earlier that you think this film was better than the first one. Is that something you still stand by after the unpacking? Or I mean, I didn't. I don't think it is better, but I liked it better. Okay. I think it resonated with me, with me more, with me more, with me more. and um, it really clicked. With it you. clicked with me, <laughs> and um, so that because of that, I think it's going to leave a stronger impression on me. But I, I don't think it like objectively it's better. I think objectively yeah. they're probably on par. Gotcha. But yeah, this one I really connected with on an emotional level, yeah. like I didn't really with the first one. That makes sense. I dig it. And more music and singing stars that are kind of like lungs. <laughs> so it really did scratch a yeah. lot of my itches. Oh yeah. And also, again, like, I think one of the things that makes the first film so good is not only is it so imaginative, not only is it so fun, but from a toyetic standpoint, it does a really good job of saying this is what Lego is. And I think they nailed that again yeah with this and that's such there's a, so many ways to play with lego like yeah. that's kind of what lego is yeah i mean we've had four lego movies now mm-hmm. and of them i would say three of them have been able to thread that needle of this is what lego is yeah and the batman movie also had to thread the needle of what is batman? batman yeah and the lego ninjago movie just had to be ninjago and nobody cares still haven't seen it it's okay it's fine it we'll, get, we'll get around to it on the podcast this film did a really good job of just being fun and enjoyable and i think we have done a less than adequate job of like articulating just how enjoyable we this film notes. is yeah I, but also like in the same way that when we did the lego movie we didn't really necessarily put a lot of effort into summarizing it because yeah, we just so many people it. yeah so yeah. many people had already seen it people understood what the yeah. experience of watching it was and hopefully you Jeremy yeah. will have will have gone to the theater and seen this movie um and so you will have an understanding of what it is we're trying to talk about yeah. something else we saw in the front of this movie was a trailer 
for the Ugly ugly Dolls dolls. movie. And Detective Pikachu, which is also on the list. We've already seen the Detective Pikachu trailer. Trailer. The Ugly Dolls trailer is new. I had not seen it. I hadn't seen that version. Um, I'm so not looking forward to being two grown-ass adults going and seeing just just us no children in tow just walking yeah. in yes i'd like to see the ugly dolls movie maybe please. maybe what i will do is ask dino if we can take, <laughs> can take we just bring a child yeah. <laughs> this is the downside i think of the success of the lego movies plural is now everyone else is trying to hop everyone in that bandwagon band, bandwagon 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 the bandwagon yeah there's a there's gonna be a lot of these the ugly doll Ugly Dolls movie does not look good. The no, trailer it's going to be bad. I can definitively say it's going to be yeah. bad. The, I did see last year, because I think I told you about it, the trailer for the Playmobil movie. I don't remember seeing a trailer for the Playmobil movie, which um, is really hard to say with your human mouth. Yeah, we tried. I said it in the car on the way home. I thought you said Planer Bill. Yes. And I was like, is that like Flat Stanley? It's Planer Bill. It's, 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 it's like a Chinese bootleg flat style. <laughs> um, yeah, the Playmobil movie seems to be a kid from our world gets sucked into a Playmobil set and be- becomes, becomes part of the Playmobil, Playmobil huh. world. Which is an interesting approach okay. to the way that the it's kind of a reverse Lego movie. Yeah, I don't really know anything about Playmobil. I didn't have any. Very big in up. Europe. Very, okay. So I, I definitely so remember you were that. Big... Yeah. But yeah, we're going to get a lot more of these Lego movie like copycats where they're trying to reproduce... Copycat killers. Yeah. <laughs> the Lego movie copycat killer struck again. I'm not sure what accent that was, but Could I do. love it. I'm exactly the right age for this shit. You sound like if I gave Jim Varney the flu. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah. I miss him. You 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 killed him with your time No! Don't say that. You didn't. You tried to. You tried, I tried to save, to save him. him. Was, you you were gave too late. me all the clues. <laughs> okay. On that note, what is our movie next week? We're next on episode week. forty four zero episodes. I am very excited for next week because yes. we are going to be watching one of my favorite movies of all time, and that this is not a joke. This is not a bit. This is actually in my top five. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. You can laugh at me. It's cool because I was expecting that. No, I'm not laughing that this is in your list. I'm laughing that you have to explain <laughs> and defend why it's on your list. We're going to be watching Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus, which is a, a film that's very near and dear to my heart. I won't say I won't defend myself because I'm probably going to be defending myself a lot. Yeah. It's a very good and also not good movie. There was a Tumblr post going around about a month or so ago because Mandy sent it to me, of, like, people ranking the, the like, the different tiers of Barbie movie, like, God tier, epic tier, a mm-hmm. couple of other t- trash tier. Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus did not crack the bottom tier. It was only in the, it, was, it didn't, it didn't get past the bottom tier. It was oh, only it was in, in the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I like <laughs> it, and I don't owe an explanation to no. anyone. Well, I mean, we've watched a lot of these things. I think I know what to expect. <laughs> by this point i hope so anyway i like it very it's not good and i like it very much there are a lot of things that, that is, fit that description yeah. and that's fine i like pac-man world 2 which yeah. is an objectively you, bad game and you also like putting movie theater squirt butter on your movie theater popcorn which is objectively nasty but it's okay that you like it yeah because it's not going in your mouth yeah you're allowed i to, never have yeah. to experience that thank god so we're gonna be watching barbie and the magic of pegasus i'm very excited um we're gonna wrap things up here 
Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Life Tragic with Ben and Molly. Before we get into all of the regular waffle, we do want to remind you that our the iTunes contest. review contest is still going. We've got actually, a few more days yes, to get um, in there. It's the cost- costume contest? Nope. <laughs> I wish. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, that's all we're we'll, going to do next year. We'll do that year. for the next year. In order to enter, all we have to do is write a review for the podcast on iTunes. When it has been accepted and it is on the iTunes page, send us a screenshot of your review to show at thelifetoyetic.com. We will be picking our three favourites. The contest closes on February 22nd. And the winners will get a Barbie, a <laughs> not Barbie. also a Barbie. Also a Barbie, possibly. A Barbie our brand, 11-inch doll. Yes. And then a, a blind bag troll. <laughs> those are, you could win a one of those A blind troll. A blind troll. You could win We're one of those. We're sending you Mel. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to ship you a dog. Mel's not a troll. She's more like a little goblin. Yeah, she's definitely kind of, she's Gerblin-esque. <laughs> Gerblin. That's definitely, there she goes. But yeah, all you have to do is, like I said, write a review for the show on iTunes. Once the review has been published to the iTunes page, send a screenshot of that review to show at thelifetoyetic.com. On February 22nd, when the contest closes, we will pick our favourites, our three favourites. We haven't just really decided what the criteria is going to be Just whichever one we like the most. I have said previously that if yours is written in rhyme, you get bonus points. So if you want to write a review in poem form, I'd be very excited to read it. So get those in uh, by February 22nd. If you haven't written a review for the show yet, whether you want to enter the contest or not... Yeah, you can do a review and not enter if you don't want us to send you weird tchotchkes. Yeah, do please consider reviewing the show. Podcasts like ours rely 100% on word of mouth. We do not advertise the show anywhere. We tweet about it, we post it on Facebook and Instagram, but we do not market the show in any way, shape or form with like money. So we are dependent on, upon people like you leaving positive reviews, talking about us on the social medias and just trying to get people to, to listen to the show. Uh, we enjoy doing it. We feel very fortunate that uh, people like to support us. People not, give us their ears. They give us their ears and occasionally their money because we do have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic and for as little as a dollar a month you get access to all of the bonus content we produce. There's a Q&A video which I promise is coming out soon. <laughs> I just started a new day job so there's a bit of a time sink there so I apologise for that but I will be getting that up soon. Bonus episodes. The next bonus episode has hopefully already gone up by that point. Is that the lost? It's the lost Digimon movie episode. Is, is and definitely we apologize for that. Yeah, we're sorry. That's going to be a rough lesson. And, uh, you if, pay us to hurt you. Yeah. And then occasionally we do bonus episodes where we watch a movie that doesn't quite fit mm-hmm. the theme of the main podcast, like Flight of the Navigator or... The, a Talking Cat. A Talking Cat. <laughs> what was the noise that you made that was like the exclamation mark? Yeah. I can't really go that high because yeah. my, my vocal register is yeah. pretty low today. Yeah, at the $1 level, you get access to all of that stuff. At the $5 level, we will send you out a postcard, a seasonal postcard once every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Valentine's cards have gone out at the time of this Yes, they are amazing. Posting. But if you want to get a Valentine's Day, I mean, it's a little late, but you can still have a Valentine's Day card. We've got plenty if you want to pledge at the $5 level or increase your pledge to $5. I'm happy to send you a card. And um, you will love it very much. Yeah. 
And at the $10 level, we'll give you a shout out on the show. We give shout outs to people every episode at the $10 level. People like at Hey It's Billy Rose. Hey Billy. Our absolute. That wasn't supposed to sound pathetic, but it did. <laughs> Our favorite Australian. When we sent out the Halloween postcards, uh-huh. Billy sent us a, a video of her opening her mailbox and getting her card. And that was a really, really nice thing. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, please send pictures and stuff when you get your card, because I like knowing that people have gotten them. Yeah. Mazurf, the squid dude. Mazurf! Who was actually one of the transformations for um, Queen whatever Wanabi. Oh, yeah. um, Because of all the limbs and everything. Yeah, I saw Mazurf briefly, and I was like, hey. Yeah. And, uh, and so also, good on you. Yeah, and also Zach Lay. Zach Lay was also in this film. Yeah, Zach Lay was co-junior executive accountant yeah. on this movie. And yeah, also, I, saw, I, was, I remember seeing him in the credits. Yeah. He was right before the production babies. Yeah, and uh, also voiced Red Dye number 5 Ah, in this. So good job, Zach. Brilliant, brilliant jo- job, He's Zach. He's really making strides in his career. But, uh, hey... Thank you so much for listening to the show. A huge thank you to Brian Melblum for our theme tune, The Toyetic Toe Tapper. It was very nice of him to put that together. Um, so huge, huge thank you. And thank you, listener, with your human ears for ingesting our recordings and for tolerating Molly's disease-ridden <laughs> state. So sorry. Hopefully... Uh, I've ho- been coughing less. I drank my soup and I have you been did. coughing less. Yeah, hopefully she's done something fun to mask the, the coughs that, that were unavoidable. <laughs> Um, sorry. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. My normal speaking voice is sold separately. But it's hopefully being packaged yeah. for the next episode. <laughs> we'll be I don't like IMDb. Never have. IMDb fucked my sister and then left. And that's where your nephew came from? His father is IMDb. No, my nephew's father is Hulu. My sister so has a like type. don't like Hulu. <laughs> it's websites. Okay. Um, mm. So. I am going to edit out this stuff about who's having sex with your sister. Oh, absolutely.